Ooh, we we have one great jam-packed episode today. I have Femme Taro, who's going to be on the podcast. We're diving into Kyle's identity crisis. We're diving into Raquel and the dog. What happened with the dog? What is Femme Taro picking up on Raquel? What's going to happen with the rest of the season of Vanderpump Rules? We talk about the Roni reboot. She even reads me later on. We also talk about Kate Goslin and all of the drama surrounding her son, Colin, because now John Goslin is coming. And these are fighting words. So I hope you're ready for it. We got a lot to break down. Let's dive in, shall we? You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. You're one of my favorite interviewers. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. That's 24-7. Zach, that is really funny. From the latest news on The Real Housewives, deep dives into celebrity legal scandals, and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars, I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Hello, everybody. Welcome on and welcome on and welcome on and I hope you had a lovely weekend. I almost said a holiday weekend. It feels like a holiday week. I feel like the summer is just one big holiday. Um, but hopefully you enjoyed your weekend. If you are somewhere where there is a heat wave or it's hot, like here in LA, well, I mean, I'm bitching. It's 80 degrees, but it's like to me, it's hot and I'm sweating. But if you hopefully you're staying cool dipping in the pool, drinking some nice cocktails, living your best life. Um, We have so much that we're going to break down today. And I needed somebody that has been on the podcast before, but they can also help provide some deeper insight and some some really good critical analysis. So please welcome back to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter, the one and only Femme Tarot. How are you, Natalie? Hi, Zach. I'm so happy to be back. And I know it's hot over there. It's super hot over here. So we're both I know it's even melting. hotter where you're at. It's super hot. It's 110 <sighs> right now. And it's nine o'clock at night over here. I'm in Greece for anyone wondering where I am. So you probably heard about the fires and we're going through a heat wave. So, I mean, if you see both Zach and I sweating through the whole thing, for those of you watching on YouTube, you know why. It's hot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I know I have to go to New York this week because I have to to Ooh. do another live show. Which, guys, if you, I'm hoping by the time this airs, there may be a, a few tickets left. Um, go to nofilterlive.com right now to check. Um, nofilterlive.com, July 26, City Winery, NYC. I'm gonna be live. I have the Brav Bros. We have um, Emily Orozco from Access Hollywood that's gonna be in the show. We have. Um, Megan King from Real Housewives of Orange County that's going to be in the show. And then on top of that, we have Johnny Filippo from The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise that's also going to be there. He's a hunk of hunk of burn and love. So you're going to come and take some cute selfies with us. So get your tickets at nofilterlive.com. Um, so how have you been doing since you were last on the pod? So I feel like there's always another scandal. There's always another story. Now Kyle and Mauricio have broken up or are separated or possibly there's a lot okay regarding that because um you know we were supposed to meet a couple of weeks ago and we were supposed to talk about this but I had an accident unfortunately so I had to like frantically text Zach and say cancel I can't I'm in hospital but anyways because there's so much around that I did do a reading on my channel around that but that was months ago so that was before 
that was when they were still filming, right? So, and I do this collab on Sundays with Giorgio. Giorgio says, yes. And one of the questions was like, there's so many rumors around Mauricio and around Kyle going on again. So what's going on? So I did, I did throw the cards and I did say that this, during filming of this season, the one that we're about to watch, I think, is, is it coming out in November? Or, I think so, am yeah. I, okay. Probably November, December. Okay. So it's really, it's literally right around the corner. And I did say that they're so, that like the dynamic between the couple is not the same, that we're going to start seeing and picking up things that are off between them. And because I've done several readings around their relationship throughout like the last couple of years, and I said this, and I'm I'll support Alison Dubois, and I know she got a lot of flack. I I've got to say that psychically and through the readings that I've done, I don't I haven't seen them being a couple or intimate or together romantically for a for a while now so it's almost like it almost feels like it's an open relationship but they just don't want to come out and say it mm. so do but you, I just did you think that they allow each other to stray I think that Kyle's finally come to the she's probably going through some kind of identity yeah. crisis midlife crisis some kind of crisis which is okay okay everyone goes through that at different times in their lives but I just think that Kyle has finally come to the realization that Mauricio is just going to go off and do his own thing and that probably she should look inwards and really put herself as a priority, which is what we're seeing now with the Morgan Wade relationship and everything else that's going on. I really think that it's Kyle just really going through a rebellion right now, like saying, okay, I need to love myself. You know, my kids are all grown up now. Portia's all grown up. She's a teen now, so she's independent so she's got to take care of her and this is what's going on and this is what we're seeing. But I just think that both of them for financial reasons and business reasons are not going to break this relationship or this marriage off because it works. I do feel that they do get along as, as a team, but not as a couple anymore. Hope that makes sense. Yeah. This is what I'm picking up. Yeah. How much longer do you think they'll last? As in we're together, not divorced, separated, but not divorced, which is now the theme yeah. around. I think it's going to, I want to say two years max, Okay. two years max tops. Which is probably, which I believe is around the time Portia is going to be headed off to college. Oh, and she's the how last is she one. Now? Is she I think she's 16. Okay. Wow. Um, probably, I really think it's just like, they need some time to settle things like to really get their fine. I, and I've said this before, I haven't said it here, but I've said this before because people have asked me, I don't think that Kyle will be around for next season. Mm. I don't, I don't see it. I don't feel it intuitively. Yeah. I really think that, what do you think? I mean, how do you see it? No, I, I agree. I feel like she... I was surprised she came back this season. And I think Same. this season, 
I just, again, intuitively was kind of like, I don't feel like she, like her heart's not really in it anymore. It feels a bit mechanical. And like, what does she gain from it at this point? If anything, I think this season she gained a distraction from her personal life. And that's why mm. she decided to do it. Because then it threw her into the drama of other people and what's going on in their lives. And, and of having to at least put on the character without having to be stuck at home and dealing with the emotional turmoil of what she was going through. Um but I, I agree with you. I don't see her coming back for another season. I think she's she has nothing to gain from this. She doesn't need the money. She doesn't need the fame. She doesn't need the exposure. She doesn't need the strife. Obviously, this season, her marriage comes into question a lot. So I feel like this is, she's done. Like, what more can she give to the show? Exactly. There's nothing else she can give to the show either. Or to the viewers, right? I mean, she has no storyline. Okay, obviously this season she's going to have a storyline because these rumors and Garcelle really at Watch What Happened Live, right? She said that Sutton and Garcelle were like something's off between them. Was it Sutton and Garcelle or mm-hmm. was it? Yeah, Sutton and, and I remember Garcelle saying that. Um, so obviously that was sort of her storyline and the story that was going around and kind of like kick things off for this season because we don't have Ren anymore. So we've got some new housewives, but after that, what, what's left? I agree. So I really don't think, I think we'll see Kyle and this is totally intuitively, I haven't read around it, but this just came in. I really think that probably Kyle is going to, is working behind the scenes or going to, is going to start working on a show and I don't mean like a TV show like the one that she did American mom was it um, American woman American woman but it's going to be more of like let's say like entertainment talk show kind of show like a little bit like Bethany Bethany tried which she failed yeah not that format format but similar one so I wouldn't be surprised if next year she, she, you know, she does her own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. You, you think you can see her, like, hosting a show or producing a show? Both. Both. I mean, because she she likes to have control. She's a Capricorn, too. So she likes to produce. She likes to have somewhat, some kind of control or say in it. So whatever she does, she's definitely going to be producing as well as presenting or having control of that. So we, we shall see. I mean, we shall see if that prediction comes true, but I really feel it. I really see it happening. What, what else is there? Yeah. I mean, listen, I think I want to see her thrive. I always felt like, you know, she put on this picture of having this perfect life and I don't know if we all, I mean, I guess we did believe it for a while, but it's like now seeing her her go through this transition, it feels like the caterpillar getting ready to come out of the cocoon. It's that shedding that she's going through. And I like seeing it because I guess, you know, I know people hate seeing people go through hard times or they hate going through hard times themselves. But I'm always like, when the fog is thick, that means that you're going through the transition and the fog is going to clear at some point. And I think Kyle is going to come out of this so much better and so much more in tune with herself. I think the identity crisis is going to shake her up. And I also think shake Mauricio up. I think this is a a time that's forcing them to actually face themselves like internally and and make some some serious changes. I'm and just- I think they're going to be they're going to remain really great friends. Yeah. I really do. I think there is mutual respect. You know, they worked hard to get to where they are now financially and business wise because they really helped each other get there. So there's a lot of respect and a lot of history there. So I think they will remain friends or partners or like a team. Yeah. And 
Kyle, actually, I don't feel energetic that she's going through a hard time. I'm actually feeling that she's having a great time right now. She's like, as you said, she's just coming out of that cocoon, cocoon. She's that butterfly spreading her wings and about to have this metamorphosis that is happening right in front of our eyes. And go, Kyle, go for it, girl. I'm glad. I'm glad, you know, maybe we're going to see a more calmer, less neurotic Kyle. Which, yeah, we would love. And I can see Mauricio is going to be fine. He's going to find himself a young 20 something today and he's going to do his own thing. He's going to be totally fine. Or he probably has one already. Just Um, saying. Allegedly. Because I saw that in the cars. See, he's fine. That's why he's going to the gym. <gasps> Did you see his thirst trap at the gym? That's why he's going. Because they always say once the man starts going to the gym and posting thirst traps like that, it's never a good sign. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. It's never a good sign when they start going on a diet, on a health kick, going on the gym. They start changing the way that they look, you know, the way they dress. They change their cologne. That's also a sign of you girls. When they change their cologne, that's a sign. Just saying. Mm. I'm curious what your thoughts on Bethany are, because you mentioned Bethany in her failed talk show. She's now having this like uproar of like trying to put together a union for reality stars. And she's coming at Andy Cohen and Bravo and all the networks. I'm curious what your thoughts are on all of that. Uh, Well, listen, I have a sort of like a love and hate and maybe love and hate are very strong words, but that's the best way to explain it with Bethany. So on one hand, she's like a little bit like a car crash that you can't keep your eyes off of like I love watching Bethany sometimes I agree with things that she says and I do love that she is very very like she she doesn't care she'll if she feels that something is going to bring her money it's going to boost her business it's going to help her she's going to go for it and she doesn't care right but on the other hand there's there are things about Bethany that I found I find a little bit on the arrogant side, not a little bit, quite on the arrogant side and a little bit sort of out of touch. Sometimes she is a little bit out of touch with things, but I, I do like the idea behind that sort of creating these, this sort of like union for reality stars. I think that's fair. That makes total sense. But being Bethany, how far is she going to take it? Is this just clout chasing for the moment, you know? And I know I remember years ago that she was, she was on a talk show or she was on a podcast. I can't remember exactly, but I remember she had mentioned it in the past that she wanted to create sort of like a union or protection around reality stars. But she came out with it right now. And the thing is, um, the the unions, they are, they're striking right now because of AI mostly, right? Because they're afraid of what this this new technology is going to bring and how it's going to sort of marginalize actual actors and, and writers. So, yeah, I don't know. With Bethany, it's always like, you know, just... Let's wait and see. I think she's going to move on to the next thing in a couple of months as soon as she finds something else. That something people else to about. rant about. Yeah. Yeah. But she's a smart woman. Like, I really feel. But again, I I, I think she's self-serving, which is why I have a hard time trusting Bethany and what she says. 
No, yeah. I, Bethany's always looking out for Bethany at the end of the day. And if anything, I think this is more of an ego thing for her of like, I can yeah. save all the reality stars more than I give a shit about all these reality stars. Uh, uh, absolutely. And then she brought Jill on her podcast as well, which... And I was thinking actually before coming on today um, to do the podcast, I was thinking, well, you know what would have been interesting if she had brought, um, what's her name? Um, Kelly Bensimone. Bensimone. Oh, she said she'll never do that. She would never do that. But that's Bethany, right? But if she really wanted to sort of create some kind of ripple in the Bravo world or for her podcast, she should have brought on Kelly, just saying, not right. Jill, because we know that she talks to Jill anyways. Yeah, I, that I would love to see. I think so many people would be so invested in a Kelly and Bethany sit down. Yeah. Um, I don't think Bethany would ever do it. I don't know. That would be wild to see the two because they're I mean, it would just be chaos because they're never going to go anywhere and they're just going to fight. Yeah, but it would be fun for us. It right? would be fun. Yeah, that's what we watch. That's what we love Housewives for brings the drama because the jill one was chaos like they were talking over each other it was just chaotic yeah they're both so manic and they both like wanted to make their points and they both want to feel heard that it was just it was it was very neurotic and all over the yeah. place yeah yeah you needed a little bit of cbd or something just to listen to the whole thing because i was just like i was like oh my god i can't yeah. <laughs> it's just too much energy going on i can't <laughs> and they taped like four different episodes she kept saying we taped all of our podcasts all of my podcasts because she has listen and that's a smart strategy i will say that to have multiple podcasts that are technically different th- like it's just you're double dipping you're getting extra ad revenue you're it's it's a really smart strategy um it's just a little annoying that she thinks that it's it's greater than it actually is have you watched her youtube channel bethany's no but i do like oh. the 20 second clips she puts on an instagram i agree i'm with you the thing is i decided one day on my holidays are they whole- good some of them are good some of them are manic yeah but some of them are actually good i have to say that i actually watched the whole video which is not a whole thing because i don't have that much time to watch full videos sometimes i just skip or just like uh watch it times two like speed it up um so that's a good sign but some of them are extremely manic she's like all over the place talking like she goes from one thing to the other and i'm like no 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 no. that's too much bethany that's too much bethany but I love her reviews on TikToks as well. Like yeah. she, she does some good reviews. And right now there's a whole thing about TJ Maxx. Have you heard about that? And what about fake it? Manolos and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh. She bought some fake Manolos from TJ Maxx and someone called her out. Someone on TikTok. They said, well, I used to work for Manolo. And let me explain to you why this pair of shoes that you got for 845 bucks on TJ Maxx are fake. And then now Bethany's all over TikTok. She jumped on that. She's like, thank you very much to this guy for explaining to me why they're fake. And now there's a whole thing about TJ Maxx. If you go on TikTok, you, you can't miss it. Wow. Yep. Yeah. That's Bethany for you. That's well, let her, she's championing on all these great causes now isn't she you can't get fake manolos at tj maxx and and there's going to be a reality tv union soon exactly she's everywhere yeah um let's talk about raquel 
and Vanderpump Rules because she's gotten some heat over the weekend because she has her dog Graham, Graham Cracker. Um, The cast just took their trip out to Lake Tahoe last week. James posted photos having Graham being, you know, talking about how he's so excited to have Graham back in his life. Obviously, when they broke off their engagement a couple years ago, Raquel kept the dog and she didn't give him, you know, an opportunity to see the dog after that. The dog apparently had a lot of behavioral problems. Ariana said that on Caller Dad that the dog was a bit of a terror. Um, And then we find out TMZ reports that the dog was dropped off at a shelter and Vanderpump dogs came in and they adopted the dog and then were able to place him with James. People are giving Raquel a lot of heat for dumping her dog at a shelter. Her mom came out talking exclusively to Entertainment Tonight because we know... Rocky, Rocky, Bang, Bang, and her family love to talk to the to the press <laughs> exclusively. And her mom says, no, we tried to train the dog. Raquel tried to take him to behavioral classes. The dog bites. The dog bit me. The dog bit me to the bone. I went to the doctor. The doctor said to euthanize the dog. So we took them. We took the dog to this um, shelter. I believe it was the California Doodle Rescue. We took the dog to the California Doodle Rescue and they tried to find another home for the dog. And that couple returned the dog like within a matter of days because he was biting. And so we didn't dump him. We did everything we could for this dog, essentially. Right. Um, And so now it's a little divisive between people being like they did the right thing. But then other people being like, no, you did dump the dog. My opinion and my thoughts, and I'm curious what yours are, but I. I feel, I think if you are going to take in a pet, if you're going to take in an animal, that's a big responsibility. She had this dog since it was a puppy um, and you're responsible for it. Now, if there is a, like, the hard part is there are some dogs that really have bad behavioral issues or mental health issues or whatever that are really challenging. And I think you need to do what's best for the dog. In this case, I think they dumped the dog at the shelter because they were like, we don't want to bother training it. I think too many people take in pets. And I guess I know that's now having my own puppy. And I remember when I was considering getting a trainer for him, luckily he's good. And I've done all of the training myself at home. But I remember talking to trainers and being like, I don't want you to just teach him what to do. Like, I want you to teach me as the owner what to do and how to, you know, how to continue the training even at home. Like, I want to learn more about his breed and and the dog. And I don't think that that level of care was necessarily done by Raquel. I think she was the type that liked to have a cute doggy to have a cute doggy rather than actually put in the time and attention into him. Um but now I get why she didn't go to Lake Tahoe because she's not going to show up to the cast when her dog that she left at a shelter is there. Um, so I don't like that they took the dog to the shelter. There's also a lot of mixed information because that specific shelter says that they don't take dogs in that have a history of aggression or biting. Um, that's in their policy on their website. So I'm curious how Graham ended up in their care and why they ended up because I believe they contacted Lisa Vanderpump saying, hey, we need additional financial support to take care of this dog and to keep up with his training. Can you do that? And Lisa was like, no, just give me the dog. We'll take care of the dog and we'll find him a home. So also strange that this rescue place was going to Lisa for financial assistance to train the dog when you would think a dog rescue should be able to train the dog themselves. Or this I don't know. This whole story weird. reminds me of Puppygate. It's Puppygate 2.0. It's Puppygate 2.0. Right? Again. Here we go again. Um, good question. Well, I'm going to pull some cards because yeah. um, I haven't really looked into this whole thing. Like, I've heard about it, you know, but, 
yeah, to me too, something is off. Some kind of piece of information is missing from this whole story. So that's why it doesn't really make sense. Why Graham, you know, was, was the, the dog was ended up the, like one well, shelter and then Vanderpump rules. Yeah. Um, well, and, Vanderpump dog. and my thing is a dog doesn't just bite for no reason. Like it, a bite that, that severe doesn't just come out of nowhere. You know, there's more to that story that we're not getting. I agree. But apparently the, some of the cast members did say that the dog was problematic. So yeah. it did bite, but I agree with you. It's how you teach your dog. Like if you've never corrected a behavior, the dog is going to think that biting is sort of like it's communication or yeah. it's some sort of like yeah, active, you know, playing. Yeah. So yeah. she didn't put the time in to correct the dog's behavior. That's for sure. Um, Why do I feel so? Okay. Here's the thing. I feel so with a dog, look, a dog comes up on the tower. So anyone watching this on YouTube, uh. if you're not on YouTube, you can't see it, but it's the six of cups and you can see the dogs actually, you can see the dog. So here's the thing. I feel that she didn't, um, Raquel wasn't emotionally or psychologically ready yeah. to, to give up the dog. I feel that probably her mom or someone who is a, a female, I feel a, a female, who's probably helping her financially. So this is not Lisa Vanderpump. Could be her mom or an aunt or someone in her family or someone who has somewhat of control over, uh, not control, control is not even influence over Raquel. Okay. Um, th- that was her idea about the dog. It could have been that while she was away, while she was in this rehab or in this mental health facility or whatever it was that she was in that the family or this woman could be the mom decided that the dog is too much work or it's too much responsibility or it's too problematic for Rachel Raquel to look after. So it's almost like she didn't have a say in this. This is what I'm seeing and feeling just throwing the cards she she's upset okay it's not like she got rid of the dog and she feel feels good about it she's upset about that she's not happy about the decision but i feel that she realizes now that that's the best thing that she can do but first and foremost she has to take care of herself and she can't do that if she has to take care of a dog as well yeah. so two of pentacles yes absolutely now here's the thing though why didn't she go to James? Why didn't place? they approach James? Yeah. From the, from the from start. The yeah. Right. Um, and I'll tell you why. Because I got the judgment card here. So the judgment to me is because they didn't want to be criticized. It's almost like, again, puppy gate 2.0. It's almost like they tried to do it because they could have gone to Lisa straight away. Right. And said, you know, Lisa, we know you, you know us, help us. They wanted to do it on the low key, on the down low, right? They were hoping people wouldn't find out because they didn't want to get the backlash and the judgment and the criticism for it. This is what happened. That makes sense. Also, I feel someone offered them money, could have been, or they offered money for them to take the dog. Interesting. It, let, let me, 
let me be a little bit more clear. It feels to me like there was a family before the dog ended up in that shelter, the first shelter. It's It feels to me that they probably approached a family or a family approached them and they said that we want to take the dog. We will we will take the dog, right? Um, and some kind of the money was offered. So it wasn't for free. I feel like maybe money for the training of the dog. So the family of Raquel said, hey, listen, this dog's a little bit problematic. It's got behavioral issues. Listen, take the dog from us, please. We'll give you some money to pay the trainer. You know, this is how it feels to me. But that went south. That went south. And that's when um, the dog ended up in the first shelter. And then with Lisa. Mm. So Raquel wasn't, is not happy about that, but she doesn't have much of a say. It, it, it feels to me just connecting to her energy, especially now. And especially with everything going on, it's almost like her family's like, they, they're all, they're the ones kind of like taking decisions for her or making sure that she's making the right moves, the right steps for herself. And the first thing that had to go was the dog. And they didn't want to approach James for the same reason, because they didn't want James to make a big fuss about it, because obviously he would go on social, yeah. you know, he would find. So this is why they tried to do it on the down low, but it didn't work out. So they had to ask for Lisa's help in the end. Backfired completely. Um, backfired. Mm. Do you think she's going to come back to the show? I feel like after this, she's done. You think she's coming back? I think she's going to come back at least not as a full cast member, yeah, but yeah. I definitely see her like filming a little bit here and there, maybe a little bit with Sandoval, a little bit with Schwartz, with whoever is going to, I see her making some cameo appearances. If you like, yes, yeah. I, I do. I do. Yeah. I, feel I don't, it. I don't I think she'll come back full time. I just feel like, no. I just, I don't know. I, it's going to be interesting what? to see her back in the mix. And I feel like her family's going to fight that. I feel her her family is fighting it, is resisting it. I think she wants to do it for Vindic reasons of like redemption. Yeah, maybe redemption. in her mind, she feels like because now she feels a little bit more empowered because she got some help that she's going to get that redemption. Uh, she's not. Yeah, I don't she's think not. She is. No, 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 she's not. But we'll definitely see her in a couple of episodes. Okay. For sure. So... I said it from the beginning that, that, that they would start film filming. I said this a couple of months ago. They would start filming. She wouldn't film with them in the beginning. She would pull like a Kathy Hilton mm. and she would kind of like appear halfway through the season where we would see her in a few scenes here and there. All right. Well, I'm I'm ready for it. I I, I just I especially after the dog situation, like I'm very curious to see who she is and what she has to say now. I feel like everyone's pumping her up to be like a good reality TV villain. I don't see her leaning into that. If anything, I feel like it's more about the redemption that she wants to receive. Exactly. So she can go out and leave, you know, reality TV, at least having cleared somewhat her name. I don't think she she's going to get that. No, I don't see it happening. I don't either. Um, <laughs> It's so interesting. Vanderpump Rules is really, I feel like it's at its peak right now, but I'm worried that it's going to start to trickle off as the seasons come on. Like, I feel like this, this should be their last season. And I feel like yeah. they can pivot into whatever that spinoff that they're building is with Jax and Kristen and transition some of the cast off too. I feel like Ariana's done with the show. I feel like she doesn't have much more that she wants to even give to it. She was never really invested in it. 
I agree. I don't see Ariana coming back. I do see like Lala and Sheena and and um, Jax doing their spinoff. What? But I don't know if it's going to be successful. Honestly, I I really hope it is for them and for anyone who is a fan of the show. But I don't. I, I it might be like a one season wonder kind of thing. Probably. I think that, the, and listen, and they can go out on a high. They've made so much money this year that like, yeah. take the, take the win and, and head off and, and sail off into the sunset. Um, right. I'm curious, have you kept up with any of this Kate Goslin stuff from John and Kate plus eight? A little bit. Yeah. Because I used to watch it. Like, yeah. I remember back them back in the, back day. In the day. Back in the day, and I was already sort of fascinated by the dynamic of the couple of John and Kate and all the kids and how it was uh, just so to be honest, when the news came out about her son and about the stuff that she said about her son, I was not surprised at all because she just I don't like, you know, me I read energy. I, I never liked her energy. You know, people people say that she's a narcissist. I don't want to say that she's a narcissist, 100% like narcissistic, but definitely she has sociopathic traits, you know? Um, and and I feel that she developed those during the TLC, Kate and, you know, what, what was the show called? Um, John and Kate Plus 8. Yes, exactly. Um, because of the filming. But it's shocking. And I believe the sun. Yeah, because he's claiming that he was institutionalized by Kate. She's claiming that he was unpredictable and he was violent. I believe one of the daughters came out and say that, said that he threatened her. Um, Kate claims that he threatened them with a weapon uh, or he or attacked her with a weapon. It's It's so wild and all over the place. And I don't know what to even believe. I know John Goslin has now come out. Wasn't he like a waiter? What was he doing? He was like waiting tables recently, wasn't he? Um, really? Yeah. He like decided he was going to throw in the Ed Hardy shirts and, and just settle down and have a more simple life. Um, but he's now coming out and he's calling Kate a liar and saying that she was abusive. And it's so wild. And I feel like this family dynamic. I mean, how did we not predict that this is where this family would be after where they were at when they were on air? I mean, I think we all saw that coming for those kids, right? The way they 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 lived. How many how many years was that show on on TV? It was a long time, yeah. right? We all grew up with that show, so it's almost like we grew up with those kids. But I have to say, the truth is somewhere in the middle, and I, I'm not going to say that John is a saint either, right? I mean, I feel that they both made their mistakes. They've made their beds. And they've got to sleep and and those kids definitely have issues. Some of them, at least, you know, listen, they grew up with they there were six siblings, six siblings in a household, Um, six. Well, six, uh, six plus the two older kids. So there were eight kids. And cameras around and a mom who was the way she was and a dad. And you could tell that they weren't getting along. They didn't like each other. No. You could tell even from the very first seasons of the show, you could tell that they were just hanging in there for the sake of the kids. And because they had a show, Yeah, they weren't into each other. They were no. just like, I really feel that they hated each other in some, in, in some level on some level. So, yeah, I think that the truth is somewhere in the middle. I don't blame the son um, for wanting to, 
for wanting because I heard he enrolled on in the military, right? So that's good. You know, he's trying to find a way or he's trying to find himself. That's good. I'm glad he's doing that. I just feel that both parents are to blame. Yeah, for, I think for what's going on. Yeah. I mean, for the environment that they put them in, like, you really have to consider that environment. I mean, the hard part is it's like, financially, I'm sure they needed the show because they had eight kids to provide for. Um, But then on top of that, it's like, but you really have to weigh the pros and the cons of like, what am I doing to my family? What am I doing to my marriage? What am I doing to my kids? Um, And I just, I don't know. Kate always came off to me like a very controlling person, very neurotic, very much, you know, needs to be in control all the time. Otherwise, she would act out. Um, And also, I just don't. She was under stress. Like, I mean, I've got two kids and I'm stressed, and they're, you know, and they're just two of them. Yeah. Um. So I, I understand as a mom that you've got a lot of pressure and a lot of stress, right? Raising those kids and doing it in front of cameras, and also having to deliver, you know, deliver for a show because this is how they made their ends meet. Yeah. Um. But on the other hand, I mean. What has happened to Octomom and her eight kids? Oh, what is going on with Octomom? Have you heard anything about her? Well, last last thing I heard about her, I think she had a new man. And I know she did OnlyFans for a while. I don't know if she's still doing that. And that was a couple of years ago, three years ago. I came across an article. So that's interesting if anyone wants to look into that and let us know what's going on with Octomom. And her kids. But you don't hear anything. She was a single mom. She's she was a single mom raising 14 kids. kids. 14. You're right. She you're right. Because she, she had the other kids. Right. So nothing is coming out from that camp. So, but at least, at least admire the fact that that, uh, what was her name? I don't remember. Nadia. I think her name was Nadia. Yeah. Moms. Yeah. She raised those kids, um, you know, on her own. So. She, I mean, she seems to be doing well. She's posting gym selfies, living her best life. He looks good. Yeah. She does look, I mean, 14 kids. Like, that's insane. 14 kids. And remember in the beginning, she had to raise those kids from donations and the community came together and they would give her like used prams and um, whatever people could give her uh, from her community. So she did a good job raising those kids as a single mom. So nothing is coming out from there though. Who knows? Maybe now that we talked about it, the fact that I just mentioned it, maybe something might come out. I mean, you never know. She, but I mean, the other thing too, is it's like even looking at her Instagram, she said, God and family are my life, ethical, vegan, grateful, first generation, American, Palestinian, for business inquiries, contact Babette. Well, if anybody wants to contact Babette, they can contact Babette. But I mean, even just looking at her Instagram, she's not doing like all these paid endorsement deals. I don't think she's doing OnlyFans anymore, if she was. But like all of that, like she seems to be living a very modest life with yeah. all her kids. I don't know how she yeah, did I, it, but she's doing it. I think she's remarried or she's got, she is with someone right now, which is good. Like she, she found someone um she feels happy and comfortable with but i'm just i just brought her up as an example because it's not the fact that kate and john raised eight kids it's the it's the way those kids were raised yeah 
and under the conditions that they were raised in. So, because you see Optimum, Nadia, Suleiman, Suleiman, I think is her full name. You know, she didn't have a reality show. Yes, you know, with cameras, she did have cameras at certain points where they were following her because they were reporting on her because she was international news. That was a huge thing. Yeah. And a whole debate about whether, you know, um, doctors should allow for women to carry more than, you know, two or three yeah. um, embryos. So What a time that was. John and Kate plus eight. Um, we had Octomom. We had Little People, Big World. We had The Hills. Oh, like yeah. That was like a, an era of just like, wow. The good, well, those, those were the days. Those, those were the, were we the also days. had all the Paris Hilton and like that was peak pop culture. That era was now we have Scandaval. I know. So fed up of Scandaval. Don't want to hear that word anymore. Don't want to see Scandaval in front of me anymore. I'm done. <laughs> You're telling me. My God. And now people are mad. They were in Lake Tahoe and like people are mad that like the cast is still filming with Sandoval. And <gasps> My thing with that, like, I get it because, like, the, um, you know, a lot of the cast members were speaking out in support of Sheena because she took a photo. They took a group photo with the fan and Sheena had, like, her arm behind Sandoval and people were mad at her for that. And she was kind of hurt. And I get it. And, like, I li- I adore Sheena and I think she's, you know, really, really sweet. Um, And I always, you know, I adore Sheena. But at the same time, I was also like... But guys, do you not remember when they were doing this to Raquel and when they were doing this to Sandoval and when they were doing this to Schwartz and they loved all the other cast members, the audience. But you have to remember when the audience gives that level of we'll just call it passion, um, even whether it's love or it's hate, that's the level of intensity they're going to give it to you with. So if they're giving you a bunch of love and adoration, you have to also know that at some point that degree can flip and it can also be given to you in the opposite way as well. And that's kind of the double edged sword that you sign up for when you join this game, we're interested in your lives and we're going to follow you, but we're also going to have feelings about it. And I'm not saying that like we should be, you know, terrorizing the cast. I was even telling people they needed to tone it down with Sandoval and Raquel. Um, but it's just that's that's kind of the the double edged sword you kind of have to take when you join the game and you can't you can't only like the audience when they love and adore you. You also have to understand that it can come, you know, the other shoe can drop at any point. Well, look at Ariana now. People are fed up. I mean, you're getting negative <laughs> comments for Ariana now. You know, it's because overexposure does that. It yeah. flips things. People get tired of overexposure, whether you're a saint, whether you're Mother Teresa, whether you're a serial killer, it doesn't matter. If you're overexposed and if you're people just get fed up and then they flip. Yeah. So but that's it, you know, um, any kind of publicity is good publicity, as they say. So they should take it, not take things personally and do their jobs, in my opinion. I agree. If you're a public figure, you have to be ready for the good and the bad and the ugly. So we ride you, we, we ride with you for the good, but we also ride with you for the bad as well, you know, and that's just the game that you play, you know. I agree. Speaking of, because you were, we were talking about the the 10 years ago, which was the golden era of, let's say, reality TV. Thoughts on the new Roni? Um, <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I think <laughs> it's so strange because I feel like people have such strong opinions of it. They either really, really love it or they really, really don't. Um, and I'm just like, it's, it's fine. Here's the thing. I don't think anybody would give a shit about the new Roni if it wasn't called Roni. 
I think if it had a different name, people wouldn't have tuned in. And, you know, if anything, that saved it. I think it's fine. I don't think it's groundbreaking television. I don't think it's, you know... It's fun. It's fresh. It's light. It's a group of new women. Um, it's not Roni. I feel like Roni, the fabric of it was always, you know, the relationships and the dynamic between Ramona and Jill and Luann and Dorinda. Because, mm. like, listen, I know people always talked about how we needed to make Real Houses of New York more diverse and, or to reflect more of you know, the variety of women and entrepreneurs and whatever that are in New York City, right? But my thing has always been, like, but it wasn't Real Houses of New York when the show started. It was Manhattan Moms. They were casting a yeah. bunch of out-of-touch women that were uber-wealthy on the Upper East Side. And this was the circle that they went in. And they were fighting to get their kids into private schools. Like, it was always supposed to be very niche. Um, and so, and that's just what, and that's what the cameras followed, is they followed that group of friends. But the fabric of the show never started with trying to show a true reflection of women in New York City. I know the name is Real Houses of New York City, but the show was always intended to be focused on these women that were out of touch with reality. And that's what made them so interesting is that they weren't in touch with reality and they didn't necessarily reflect all of New York. They reflected a very specific type of woman in New York. And that was Ramona Singer, right? Like cuckoo, crazy, out of touch, has a lot of money, but like is not fully self-aware. And that's what made it so interesting to watch, you know? Uh, I agree about that. But I have to say about Roni. You like that? Wait, look, I went in thinking, because I'm a big Roni, like original Roni fan. I said that one of my favorite franchises is Roni and then it's Miami, right? Yeah. So I went in thinking, I'm going to hate this. I'm going to hate this. I want my girls back. I want my Ramona. I want my Sonia. I want them back. I have to say, I found it refreshing. I It felt, why I bring it up is because it felt a little bit like the old school not housewives but the old school reality shows a little bit like sex in the city vibe mm. a little bit of this like remember gallery girls i don't know why i didn't watch gallery girls but i remember gallery I girls it. oh i loved it bring it back i will so agree it, so i it you know i've only we've only watched one episode and i have we haven't bonded with the girls yet with the cast yet but I like Jenna, for instance. Jenna, like, I like the... No, you're not into that Jenna's one. the tell one. Me, I, I, I find Jenna overhyped. The, uh, listen, I, re- like, I really like Cy. I think Bryn is, like is kind of fun. Um, I like Erin. I feel I don't know why I like Erin, but there's something about her that just makes me feel like a real Manhattan mom in there or a real New York mom. Um Jenna, I don't know. I, maybe it's just because she was the big name and I had a higher expectation for her. Um, but I agree. I, I think you described it perfectly. It's refreshing and it definitely has Sex in the City vibes, which I think is is a nice base. Um, I, I Listen, I don't hate the show. I just don't love it either. I'm like, yeah. I think, you know, but you you're fully in. You love Jenna. No, no. Well, look, I don't love to. I, I'll tell you what. Prediction time. Okay? okay. What we have to look out for. Uh, what's her name? Aaron. Aaron. Look out for Aaron. I feel that she's a troublemaker. She's going to bring the drama. We're going to be talking a lot about Aaron throughout the season. Jenna, I like her style. I didn't say I like her vibes. Mm. I like her style. I like the energy that she brings in her style. 
um, that she brings, because I feel that changes a little bit the dynamic with these ladies. And then you've got Sai. I like Sai. I like I like the Brooklyn element as yeah. well that we don't have in the original Roni. So there's some elements there that I love. And the other thing that I like is that fashion is what connects these ladies, mostly fashion, like influencers. Some of them are influencers, some are in the fashion industry, blah, blah, blah. So there is a connection. There is a common denominator there, which brings them together, even though, you know, they're not original friends. So it's not like they... They were friends before they started filming, but at least they've got that, which brings that element of it. It feels more vibrant and more yeah. fresh to me. So I'm looking forward to see where where this is heading. Telling you again, Aaron, look out for Aaron. Okay. I think she's gonna bring it this season. I have that feeling about her. But I like, I like, like Bryn, Bryn. Mm, yeah, okay. I don't know. I've only watched one season, one one episode. We'll see. I don't know if Bryn is going to be my cup of tea. We'll see. We'll see. Right. Listen, we need this thing. We need something fresh. Yeah. I know Dubai, they've just announced Dubai is coming in. Uh, it's airing in December, January or something like that. The new Dubai season. I'm no, not interested. not interested. Not interested. No, they not had interested. their shot and it just didn't land. It doesn't feel fresh. It doesn't feel like there is there is a connection between them. Um, it just it it's. I love the glitz and the glamour of Dubai and all that, but to me, it's just I don't know. There's a disconnect with that show, for instance. Yeah, just how I feel. Some people well, love it. I think it's because they try to put an old model into a like we're we're done with that model of show, and that's why Housewives right yeah. now is kind of struggling, and that's why I think this new Roni feels more refreshing for people because it's different. It's new. It's fresh, you know, and it's, it has a different life and a different energy that it's bringing. Um, but I feel like Dubai, it's just like, it's the same old thing that we've already seen. And we're already tired of what we're currently seeing that it's like, do we really need more of that? But I think what I, I, I do love that you brought up the fashion element of New York, because I feel like fashion is New York and we didn't right. really, you know, and I feel like that's something that, um, I like about the new Roni is that it does have a lot of the fashion influence in it. So it's going to appeal more to a younger audience too. Yeah. Roni, original Roni appealed more to like an old, not older, but I mean like over 30, 35. Whereas yeah. this Roni is going to appeal more to the younger, you know, because they are the ones who get influenced by influencers. They're the ones who spend so much time on Instagram and TikTok and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So there is going to be more of a connection to that. And I'm excited for that maybe because Housewives needs a little bit of a younger audience, I yeah. feel um just and just so so the housewives can be more spicy and and change things i think we need a little bit of a refresher when it comes to some of the housewives um franchises yeah so like oc you asked me about oc i haven't watched this season and you know what? I, I don't hate Tamra. I know that she's a great housewife and she knows how to produce and stir things up, but I'm tired. I'm done. I'm done with the same old, same old, same old. Yeah. So I've just said, I'm going to take a break from OC. Okay. It's actually a good season. I will say that. I'm Is actually it? I was going to ask you. I'm enjoying OC this season. Okay. I am. Um, but I think because it brings back like a little bit of that old school housewives nostalgia, um, 
because I think the, the the struggle with Housewives is they're bringing in newer, younger women and hoping that they yeah. gel with these older cast members, these veteran cast members that are a little bit older in age as well. And that's why you have like this Ramona and Leah that don't mesh because it doesn't work because it's odd and it's weird. Mm. Um, mm. And so I think that's what OC was trying to do is but was bring in new people. and But now that they've gotten back to like, Heather and Tamara and Vicky's coming in and, you know, Shannon and all of that, where these women are, are, they have history and there's, you know, their relationships have a bit more stakes. I think that makes it feel a lot more authentic, which is why I think this season works for OC um, rather than bringing in just some new faces just for the sake of bringing in new faces. What do you think of Gina and Emily still being there? Because I know there's a lot of controversy about that. I mean, they're growing on me. And I think the fact that they were also on the show when Tamara was last on the show, like they have history with them, you know, so they're starting to fit in. It took a while. It took a few seasons for them to really kind of settle in. Um, They are a little bit of a random fit, but they're starting to fit. They're starting to gel. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, but I like Emily as a person. I think if I met her in person or yeah. Gina, I would really like them, but I'm not so crazy watching them on the show. Just Well, they're also we- not very aspirational, and that's what you kind no. of want in a housewife. Although <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what's inspirational, Zach, sorry for interrupting, is Gina and Emily's transformation. And the fact, yes. I don't care how they lost that weight, whether it was Manjaro or Zempic or whatever, they both look fantastic. Yeah. And I feel that it does inspire people to, that's why I like when you have different, different, uh, different kind of housewives, right? Because like Emily, we've seen her struggle with her weight throughout all these years. And she's been, you know, she had the issue with her hip and then she got surgery and then she tried to lose. So that to me is inspirational. You're like, okay, so I want to be like that. I want to be healthier. I want to lose weight. I want to, you know, change my life around. Look at Gina. She looks fantastic. She went through a, like she went through a hard time with her marriage and her divorce, but look at them now. So I have to say that to me is inspirational. Just watching these two ladies. The glow up is real. The glow up is real. And it's not just external. Like you can see it within them. And I think that's why they come off so much better is that you can feel the glow up internally for them. I agree. And look at Emily's uh, marriage as well. She had yeah. issues with Sean, her husband. They were very transparent about it on camera. And look at them now. Yeah. You know, so all that is this is life, though. This is life. You've got ups and downs. You know, marriages can fall apart like that. And and yeah. at the same time, when you've got kids, you have to work on your marriage. You have to work on your relationship. And it's, uh, to me, it's inspirational for them doing that and being transparent and showing that on TV because we're all going through similar stuff. Yeah. We're all going through that. So it just gives us a little bit of that inspiration, that motivation and that sort of empowerment. Like, look, she's going through that. These women are on TV. You know, they've got a lot of money or they've got this whatever lifestyle they do, but they're going through similar stuff with me. So for that, I think Housewives has changed a lot the scene or has not this. Yeah. Well, the reality TV scene, because it's not the Hills. It's not, you know, um, that um, gallery girls or any of those older reality shows. It's different. But at the same time, I feel that viewers have something to gain from watching these shows. I agree. I agree. Well, Mm. our conference is coming to an end. 
but can I selfishly ask you to pull a couple of cards for me before we we part ways? Of course. Of course, of course. So, Because Zach. our last, con- the last reading we did, which we didn't air on the show, but we privately did a reading and you had, you're like, things are going to start picking up. A lot of good things are going to be coming. A move is coming. And at that point I was like, I, I was like, am I really, yeah, you were like- I was like, I don't know if I'm going to move. Like, I feel like I'm, I'll probably stay here for an, and now I'm in the process of moving and things have just been flourishing and blossoming. And I'm like, okay. Okay, this is looking good. This is looking promising. See, so let's have a quick look. So do do you want to look generally and see where you're at now? What's happening? Yeah, let's look generally. Okay. I'll I'll try to keep it short because once I do general, I kind of got deep dive, but I'll keep it short and I'll keep it to a level where it's not too personal. Okay. okay? You can go as personal as you want. It's fine. Um, I, okay. Listen, I open. It's no filter. We open it all up. But there is okay. one specific thing that I do want to know about that I will ask. But I, 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 I want to see. I know what it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait. Wait. Let's start with general. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, try not to think of anything while I'm shuffling. Okay, let's see. No jumper cards. Jumper cards are usually a loud message. Ooh, Zach, what are you up to? Well, there is something something you are hiding or not sharing. Not okay. hiding on purpose. You know, it's just something that you're not sharing. And we talked about this last time we did the reading, the two of us. And it is a project. It's something huge that you're working on. Okay, and what about it? Well, I'm just seeing that you haven't come out, you haven't come out to expose, like to share it and to, but I see that it's in the works. I love it because I feel that you're putting a lot of energy, passion and passion into this and you believe in it. And the more you believe in it, the more successful it's going to be. Okay. Um, Let me see. Um, Okay. So I have the Empress here, your mom. Okay. Is everything okay with your mom right now? I believe so. I don't mean health-wise. Don't, don't. Uh, it's oh, like my relationship with her? Yes. Oh, I'm yeah. pissed at her right now. Okay. <laughs> That's why she comes up. That's why she comes up. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So I feel like your mom, you have a little bit of this, like love and hate, not love again, love and hate, but as an expression, right? Yeah. Love and hate relationship with her, but she's on your mind. That's why she comes up in the reading. I okay. feel like you were tempted to call her. You were tempted to reach out and then you pulled back um, maybe yeah. today or yeah. yesterday or very, very recently. And you're like, no, I'll give her more time, but she feels your energy. She's waiting just so you know, your mom's waiting because she knows you're going to give in and you're going to call her and you're going to try to hash it out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she's stubborn. I feel your mom's energy. She's stubborn. She's strong. Yeah. She's not, Yeah. She, you know, um, and I feel sometimes you're the one who has to kind of like give way. Yeah to bring balance to the family and to things. All right. So the other thing is something that you were, what you were worried about. Okay. So the five of cups. So I feel there is still something and I feel it's more emotional and it has to do with, I want to say a friendship. Okay. So is there, okay. So it feels like an old friend or a friendship, something that, mm, 
so this friendship or this person anyway that was in your life I feel that there is some kind of sadness or some kind of thoughts there because I feel that they did you dirty or there's something that you feel that they weren't honest about and I also feel that they have some kind of addiction that is causing behavioral issues or for them to to act the way they did towards you if that makes sense okay so but but I also feel that in time you're going to be able to work that out with this person okay it's not going to be but just this is the feeling I'm getting so I want to see what is going oh the move is coming up so August is the month where you're moving yes okay so it comes up in the cards we knew that already um here's the thing are you investing your money in, into this project or into something um because i see your money like you're thinking about get like taking like a lump sum and just investing it or putting it to the side for future investment yeah i mean i'm i'm wanting to make sure i'm smart with my money yes just one little thing about that i don't know if someone is advising you or consult, like if you're consulting someone or you're listening to someone, I wouldn't trust them hundred percent. Just be, okay. be very intuitive. Use your intuition on how you invest or what you do with your money. Okay. Cause I have a slight feeling with this nine of swords that there's going to be a massive disappointment and you might lose some money okay. or you might lose part of your investments. So just use your intuition, Zach, don't no matter tr- what people tell you. Don't trust Randall Emmett. Don't send it to Daryl. Um, <laughs> justice, look, because I've got the justice card here. Something about contracts. So I feel the person that we're talking about, or what we're talking about here is a future project that will appear or will manifest itself for you. But I want you to read the fine print and, and make sure that the contract is, you're secure. Okay. In every aspect with our contract, there is a man, a male. I see that they might be trying to convince you to, to do things slightly differently with that project or with that thing. Okay. Don't. Okay. Don't. No, 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 no. That's Make sure you've got your contract and everything, all the legal stuff done, done paperwork correctly, right? Don't trust this person. That's all I have to say. Now let's go to question number two, which I know what that is about. <laughs> ask it, ask it. You mean about my <laughs> my personal life, my love life? Yes. Because we know from last time when we had the reading that I told you that as yeah. soon as things settle and now these moves happen, you're going to, you're going to open up to love. Yes. You know, you're going to be open up. So let's have a quick look and see what's going on there. Just a quick reminder. I don't know where you've got your ascendant and your rise, your rising and your moon, but just a quick reminder that we've got Venus is retrograde right now until the 3rd of September. Okay. And it, it, it affects cardinal signs and you're a cardinal sign as a Gemini. So um, right now it's not that, and this is advice for anyone listening and watching and you too. Um, anyone's a cardinal sign, please do not, or generally everyone, but especially cardinal signs, be uh, very um, mindful 
of starting a new relationship during Venus retrograde. Okay. Because okay. usually things start off like really passionately and like you just like dive in and then it dies down really fast and there's major disappointment. Also, do not dial, drunk dial your ex. Do not <laughs> call your ex. <laughs> don't, 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 don't do that. It's going to be a disaster. It's not going to end up the way that you wish. Okay. Yeah. So this is a time which is going to be a little bit difficult when it comes to love life. Okay. To love, but that doesn't mean anything. Just doesn't mean anything when it comes to, because it just means that the universe is helping you kind of like clear out the field, okay. you know, and make room for something significant, something meaningful to come into your life. Okay. So, so let's look at your love life. And now, wait Zach. until September 4th to drunk dial your ex. Exactly. <laughs> drunk dial. <laughs> Jumper cards. Love life. Okay, so things are, as I said, this it cards and spirit insists. So things, your love life is going to change drastically, not yet. But the project that we talked about before, where I said that you're working on something huge and these ideas, yeah. etc., this is going to bring a lot of exposure for you. Okay, this is going to really just like boost and and really help you. Um, not only is it going to uh, give you exposure, but it's going to help you reach different audiences as well. This is what I'm getting right. So, um, and this is going to be very successful and very very good for you. Um, you're going to see, you're going to see and feel that success and where that's heading. I do see you working on two separate things. So there's what you do now. And I also see something else on the side as well, which you're very good at. So this is the feeling I'm getting something else. Zach, do you write? Yeah. Okay. Do you screen write? No. Okay. Okay. Just saying. Just saying. Huh putting it out there. I know, I know. Yeah, I can see it in your face. <laughs> so very successful. Um, this, I feel time-wise, I feel seven to eight weeks before you start seeing all these things kind of like materializing and manifesting. Okay. That would be September. Okay. Okay. When I'm drunk down yeah. my ex. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me before you do that. I'll tell you. Okay. Okay. Um, now, and then after that, so let's say after October time, things are changing for your love life as well. So you have big changes coming. I know you already see them, yeah. feel them. Okay. But they're bigger ones when it comes to your career and your job and what you do. And it's like, things are going to land or things are going to happen right as you're super busy with all these things happening. So at first it's not going to even feel like, Ooh, this person, hmm, I like this person, or let's see where this is going to take us. At first, I feel like you're going to be a little bit dismissive, this person, Okay. but I feel that he's going to prove you wrong. 10 of cups, love. This is going to be a long-term relationship. You're going to feel very much like he's family to you. Mm. Look, 
Ace of Cups, Zach. It's coming. It's happening. It's happening. This could be. This could be it. He could be the one. Oof. Wow, this is going to be one hell of a year for you. This, this is going to be, be wild. Yeah, I mean, wild. wow. Yes, Zach, I'm excited for you. So when you said the seven to eight weeks for the project, yes. like yes. Oh, for for it to like to to materialize, yeah, to, for you to start seeing that this is going to happen, uh-huh. this is going, to, this is moving forward, et cetera, et cetera. So it's going to because I feel that it's towards the end of the year where everything's going to be clear for you, what you should be focusing on, what you should be working on, what's working, what's not working, what you want to do and how you're going to make more money because more money is coming back next year. Okay. I feel this year is going to be more on investing in making these changes in your own personal life and in your job and in what you do. It's more like putting money in, but you're going to see a return of your investment next year. Okay. With everything, including your love life. Yay. Do you like how my first follow-up question was like, but wait, you said seven to eight weeks for this project and I completely discarded the love life stuff. Gosh, like, listen. Yeah. You were you discarded it last time we did the reading because when I told you that you were like, oh, whatever. You know, you're you're like in, you're a little bit in disbelief, but that's good. You know what? I'd rather you're like that. You're a bit more reluctant than when I read people and I tell them, let's say if I see like and you love interest coming into their lives or whatever, you can see that they start getting eager and then they start emailing. It's been three weeks. Well, you're delaying it because yeah. you're focusing on that. You're pushing that energy away. Okay. I told you what I see happening yeah. in your future, but you have to live your life day by day. Yeah. Do what you would normally do and allow for the universe to bring you that love, to bring you that job, to bring you that money. Yes. Um, I don't chase, I attract. I like that. There you go. I like that. And that's exactly what you're going to be doing. I love it. And if anybody wants to book their own reading with you, where can they go? So you can um, you can head on over to my website, which is bentaro.com. You use the booking form over there and I reply within 24 hours. Always check your spam if I haven't, because that means it's landed in your spam box. And then I get a lot of a lot of emails. I emailed you three weeks ago and you never got back to me. Check your spam box. <laughs> um, you can also follow me um, here on you. Oh, well, here on YouTube. On YouTube, I have a channel. I do a lot of live streams. Um, I'm starting some new collabs as well about the Royals. So if you're interested Ooh, about yes. the Royals, are you? I love I'm fascinated time. by the Royals. Me too. Okay, next time we've got to talk about the Royals and what's going on there because there's a lot going there. I had predicted a divorce and separation with the, between Meghan and Harry. People went after me and here oh, we are now. Oh, I love it. You okay. see. So yeah, and then Instagram and um, TikTok. So you can find me everywhere as Femtaro. I love it. Femtaro, go show her some love. Book your readings and let me know how they go and we can like DM and yes. be like, this did you hear this or if you heard anything she said about my own life that you watch play out you can come back and tell me remember when fam tarot predicted it on the podcast because it's out there now we've put it out into the universe 
Um, there you go. Thank you guys for tuning in to No Filter with Zach Peter. You can follow me at Just Plain Zach all, o- all over the internet, or you can follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, subscribe to Femtero on YouTube, and show us some love. We work hard and we put our hearts into all of this. So if you got love to give, we would gladly accept it. All right, guys, have a wonderful week. And I will, well, I'll see you in New York this Wednesday. All right. Love you, mean it. Bye. Bye.